Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the podcast. This week's podcast title is Come As You Are, Leave As You Should. Today's scriptures is from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, starting with verse 1. And there, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, or Bethsaida, however you wish to pronounce it, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lying, knew that he had been a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, saying, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him, that was cured, it is the Sabbath day, it is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then said they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed, which not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward Jesus findeth him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. Now how is it that I can say that this is come as you are, believe as you should. We understand that this man was not able to come to Jesus, but Jesus actually was walking by the pool and came upon this man who had been there for 38 years. And Christ asked one question, would you be whole? Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be cured? And the man said, well, yeah, but there's nobody here to put me in the water. He said, take up your bed and walk. Does not matter how you come to Jesus. You can, we all came the same way. We were all sinners. We were all unworthy to come to Jesus. But the Spirit drew us. The Spirit reached down and, and drew those of us that are Christians to Christ. None of us was worthy to come to Christ. This, this man who laid on at the pool for 38 years, I'm not saying that if you're physically unable, you're not worthy, but you're spiritually unable. You're, you're spiritually not good. They asked Jesus, or they said one time, Good Master, and he even questioned them and said, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but God the Father. You come as you are. If you think that you can come when you get better, when you can come when you're more perfect, more righteous, you'll never come. 
you'll never come. I was told one time by a young man that he was never going to have children until he could afford them. I looked at him straight up, and I had two children at the time, and looked at him straight up and said, you'll never have children. You cannot afford them. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you should uh, starve a child or whatever. No, that's not what I'm saying. But if you wait until you have all of the money in the world, children are very expensive to raise from childhood to, to adulthood, millions of dollars probably. If we wait until we are perfect to come to Christ, then his dying on the cross was in vain. It's not about us being perfect. It is about him being perfect. So we come as we are. We come with our addictions. We come with our bondage. We come with our chains. We come with everything that we have, all of our crosses that we bear, all of the burdens that we have put on upon ourselves. We come to Christ. And we lay them down at his feet. And we ask for his forgiveness. We confess our sins. We believe that he is the Messiah, the Savior. And we lay our problems at his feet. We lay our addictions, our burdens, our troubles at his feet. We confess our sins and we get up and we ask for forgiveness and we get up a, a new creature. All things are made new. And we leave lighter. We leave less burdened. We leave less troubled. Now, I'm not going to tell you that once you come to Christ, it's perfect. You never have any more problems. You will have problems. You will get sick. You will have bad days. You will have flat tires. As a matter of fact, I've actually went out to my car and had four flat tires. I think somebody helped it along, but that's another story. See, we all have bad days. We all have these trying times. Christ never said that we wouldn't be, you know, or we wouldn't have problems. He said, in this world you shall suffer tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So as we come to Christ, we lay down our burdens. We come to him as we are, sick, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially. We come to him burdened the same way, spiritually, physically, mentally. We come to him with all these problems, with all these snags, with all these situations. But him being the loving father that he is, God takes those burdens from us. Yes, we lay them at Christ's feet, but it is God that we are praying to through Christ. God the Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are praying to God the Father, but we are going through Jesus Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So we go to Christ, we go to God, we go, and it's the Spirit that is drawing us. It is the Spirit that is calling us and saying that we need to come. So that little ache, that little burden that you feel, or that little emptiness that you feel, that's, that's the Spirit drawing you. I read an interesting Facebook post the other day. It said, you know, 20 years ago, we believed that in the year 2020, 2021, we'd have flying cars. 
Instead, we have people eating Tide Pods. Yeah, it was said to be funny. It's actually a sad state of affairs. But why are people eating Tide Pods? Why are people on drugs? Why are people doing these things? Because they're trying to find a way to fill the void. They're, they want to feel good, at least temporarily. They want to feel like nothing can bother them, at least temporarily. But with Christ, if you come to Him as you are, and you leave as Jesus would have you to leave, you leave as you should, then you will understand that that void cannot be filled by anything or anyone. It can only be filled by Christ. That's the only way it can be filled. So we come to Christ as we are. This man was impotent. He, he was not able to walk. For 38 years, he had laid there waiting to be put into this pool when the angels steered the water, but no one was there to help him. Christ came by and said, Would you, do you want to be cured? Do you want to be made whole? Well, of course I do. Do you want a good night's sleep tonight? Do you want to wake up in the morning without any worries? Do you want to be able to say that there is indeed a future? Are you concerned about your children? Are you concerned about your spouse? Are you concerned about you? Again, coming Christ will not make these, your world perfect in the fact that you'll never be sick. Will not make it so that you know you'll never be in pain again, or that you'll never be scared again. But perfect love casteth out all fear, and the only perfect love is the love that He gave us on the cross of Calvary. My wife recently went through this COVID and had to rush her to the hospital. Had to have the ambulance called December the fourth, and she was there from December the fourth to December the twentieth. And my wife and I just in October celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. Yes, I was scared. Without a question, without a shadow of a doubt, I was scared. When the doctor called me on the cell phone, I was sitting in the parking lot because I couldn't be in the room with her. I couldn't even be in the hospital. He called me and he said, I'm concerned that her oxygen level is so low. It was 44% when she left our house. He said, and it's not, it's not coming up any. And I'm afraid I might have to put her on a ventilator. Well, I was concerned. I was worried. But I also knew that God had this. I also knew that no matter what, God was still in control. Now, I'm blessed. My wife came home on December the 20th, the Sunday before Christmas. So I got to spend Christmas with my lovely wife. Since December the 20th, though, she's been at home with oxygen here at the house. Not a problem. Now, we just recently was told, oh, the snowstorm's coming through and there might be outages. I was concerned. I was worried that the power would go off. She's on a machine that generates oxygen. Well, how do you power that with no electricity? Where can I get a generator? Why am I telling you all this? No matter what happens in this world, God has it. 
We don't know what 2021 holds, but we know who holds 2021. Read another interesting post. person was talking to God, and he said, God, let me hold your hand. I'm scared. And God said, no, let me hold your hand. And the man looked at God and said, what's the difference? He said, well, if you're holding mine, God told him, said, uh, when you get scared or you get concerned or whatever, you might let go. He said, but if I'm holding your hand, I will never let go. That's where we've got to be. We've got to let God hold our hand. We come to God as humbly as we know how, but we come to him with all our frailties, with all our failures, with all our problems, with all our situations. And we confess our sins to him. And we accept him as our Lord and our Savior. And he holds our hand as we walk from then on together. Come as you are. It doesn't matter. You are not too bad for God. You may think you're too good for God, but you're not. You are not too bad or too good for God. Your problem is not so large that he cannot help you. It's not so small that he's not concerned. If, he, if it concerns you, it concerns God. Sickness, he's got that. Financial problems, he's got that. You're out of work, he's got that. You got marital problems, he's got that. You got problems with your children, he's got that. If you're young and you're still in school and you're having a test, he's got that. I often said when I was in school that, you know, they told us 60s, early 70s, we couldn't pray in school anymore. And I always told them that there were no atheists at final exams. You learn to pray. You learn to pray. God's got this. God's got the test. The COVID, God's got it. The other sicknesses, the cancers, the autoimmune systems, the diabetes, God has got all of those. And he knows exactly how to handle them. Well, why do people still die? Because of sin. Because the sin that entered in in the Garden of Eden, way back in the first of Genesis, that's why people still die. Eventually, when God comes back, death will be cast into the lake of fire, and we will not have any more death. But until then, we have people that die. My Mom, my dad, we, they have both passed on. My mother will soon be 21 years. My dad will soon be six years. Yes, I miss them, but I know where they're at. At my mother's casket, somebody said, oh, I'm sorry for your losses. I said, I didn't lose her. They looked at me like I was an idiot. Well, I knew where she went. If you know where something's at, it's not lost. I know where my parents are at. I know where I'm going. My question to you tonight before we close is where are you going? That drawing that you feel, that's the Holy Spirit. Trying to get you to the point where you realize that you need Christ. You need Christ in your life more right now than you've ever needed Him before. You don't know what tomorrow holds. And I've said once before on this on this podcast that the future is indeed a myth because you do not know its existence. You may not make it to the end of this podcast this video I may not make it to the end of the podcast or the video where would you go where will you spend eternity 
You come as you are with all of your failures, with all your frailties, with all your sins, with all your doubts, with all your worries, with all your cares. And you leave a lot lighter because you leave as Jesus would have you to leave. You leave as you should. So I leave you with that question. Do you think you're too big, too good, too whatever, too bad for God? You're not. So come. He said, come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Not me, but Christ is telling us to come unto him. And he will give you rest. Take upon his him your take upon you his burden and his cross because it's easy, it's light. So come as you are. Leave as you should. This man came as a cripple, left walking, saw him later, and became a Christian. Even though at this time it wasn't called a Christian. Come as you are. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity once again to come, Lord, to discuss, to weep, to read your word, to study together, Lord. Lord, I don't know who reaches and who hears and who sees this. I don't know where it all goes, but Lord, you do. And Lord, I trust that you are and I believe that you will. Get it into the ears and the eyes and the hands of the people that need it, no matter where they're at, Lord, in this world. In Jesus' sweet and holy name we ask. Amen.